Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mic check one, two. Mic check one, two. Two, 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 two. How's everybody doing out there? I am Justin. I'm Deshaun. And you are listening to the numero uno, the number one, the first and only Out of My League podcast. Welcome. Welcome to the first, the first Out of My League podcast. We are out here to give you your sports takes, sports debates from our perspective. I am from North Carolina, 336 in the building. I'm from the DMV. Hey, shout out to Maryland, baby. We out here. Yes, and with that being said, Deshaun, let's just hop right to it. Howard rolling to the basket. And Cole Brock is in issue. He's going to have to shoot it with three, with two. In trouble. Four stop. And in. Unbelievable. You know how hard that shot is to make. Wow. That's a double head fake from behind the three-point line with a man draped on you. Man. <clears throat> yeah. It's Kobe Bean Bryant. Today, we are here to honor the great, the amazing, my favorite, Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah, it's um, it, it's crazy. Um, our prayers go out to the family, um, the Albelli family, um, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Ara Zohobohin, and Christina Mauser, as well as, you know, the Bryant family with uh, Kobe and, and of course, Jeezy, um, this is tragic. Yeah, it's uh, this not only shook the sports world, but this shook the globe. Kobe Bryant was just different. Um, my favorite player growing up, he was my era's Michael Jordan. Five-time champion, two-time finals MVP, two-time gold medalist, 18-time NBA All-Star. I mean... Kobe was bodying everything with the Mamba mentality, which was unmatched to this day. And I don't know if we'll ever see that again. And he won an Academy Award after he retired the first year. Um, Body retirement. Yeah, it's it's crazy, you know, this how Kobe just carried himself, right? I mean, you know, you talk, you hear many players and, and people that have been around him. It's just the aura about him, hardworking. I mean, it was almost like he wasn't human, right? It, it was it was another thing. It was insane how Kobe just didn't take anything unless it was 100%. He right. put 100% into every single thing. Yeah. And, I mean, you hear it around the stories from the NBA. Lou Will said that he made he took their sneakers because they got blown out. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. he said y'all were soft, so they didn't deserve to wear yeah. the Kobe's. I mean, Shaq came out and yeah. um, gave his emotional speech, said there's nobody – that he's seen work harder. Mm -hmm. And most players, you know, said that same sentiment. I mean, Kobe was a different guy. Even Jerry West, he came out, you know, tears and all. But when Jerry West made that trade for Kobe um, and when Kobe got integrated in the team and, you know, practices and things like that, people forget Kobe, his first couple of years wasn't even starting. But he started in the All-Star games. Didn't start his first two years. But started in the All-Star game. Insane. Isn't that crazy? He, he 17 years old. He gets drafted. It's ridiculous. He was like that. And yeah. I mean, if you 
if anyone knew Kobe, it, you knew that it was almost unhealthy how hard yeah. he worked to be better than you. Yeah, Kobe, if you were in the gym eight hours, Kobe was going to be in the gym nine mm-hmm. hours. If you got there at 6 a.m., he would be there at 5 a.m. Kobe was literally a nonstop workaholic. He was a fiend for the game. A, a fiend. A, yeah. a fiend for the game, almost to the point where it was, it was scary. Yeah. And you knew that he gave me that feel as if, if we were down 10, 15 with about, you know, five minutes or so to go, Kobe get that look in his eye. He put his jersey in his mouth. He get that Mamba grit. Oh, oh, it's a wrap. Oh, guess what? If he puts his jersey in his mouth, you know he's instantly dropping 30 he, to 40. He's taking, he taking your soul. Yeah. Right then, right there, and there's nothing you could do about it. Ask Jalen Rose. <laughs> Basically, 81. I mean... <laughs> Like Kobe put up 81 and 06 against the Raptors. We had 55 in the second half. It, it's, it's disrespectful some of the things that Kobe did. It's, just, it's not even borderline. It's actually disrespectful. And even after his wins, he wasn't satisfied. No. He's in press conferences. Kobe, how are you going to celebrate the win? Celebrate? We we looked horrible. Exactly. Out there. We won, we won by yeah. one point. Like, yeah. He... He was never satisfied with just being good enough. He literally, I mean, and people were talking about this week, uh, Kobe was literally like a carbon copy of Michael Jordan, right? He was. But he didn't want to be Jordan. That's the thing. But he was the carbon copy of Michael Jordan, which was crazy. Mannerisms, how he interviewed in press conferences, his game, I mean, jersey in the mouth, I mean, the grid, the, the shrug of the shoulders, everything reminisced Michael Jordan, which was crazy. And you were talking about earlier how – he is the Michael Jordan of our generation. He is. He right? is. I didn't see. I didn't get to see Jordan's career up until the last, you know, portion of it. Right when he was with the Wizards and things like that. I seen Kobe's career, like him grow up from 17 years old to 41. At, you know, when he passed, like I seen that man grow as a man, which was crazy. Like straight from Philly, he came into yeah. the league and put the league on notice quick. Right. Quick. Like he came to the league with. A mentality that no one in the league mm-hmm. had. He really wanted to not only beat you, he wanted to destroy yeah, you. He wanted to take your soul. Like he t- you. he told Jordan that he'd beat his you know what. Yeah, that's what he like, said. <laughs> like straight, straight like that. And I just wish I could have seen them two players in their primes the playing against oh each other. Oh my gosh. That would Same be thing best. for him and LeBron. Yeah. We never got to see them really go head to head in their exactly. primes. But Kobe even towards his later years, just as competitive. Yeah. Look at the All-Star game. This is where he's supposed right. to have the most fun. Exactly. He checking LeBron full court. <laughs> Picking him up. <laughs> Yo, full court president of the All-Star game is nasty. That, that's who he was. That's who he was. I mean, you know, we were just hearing Paul Pierce um, in an interview was talking about Kobe, and they were in, doing, shooting a commercial. And, uh, you know, Paul Pierce was just shooting the basketball and Kobe walked over to him and just started checking him. Like, and it got serious to where Kobe was, was they were sweating and everything for the commercial. It's like, man, Kobe, calm down. But no, that's who he was. Body and commercial. <laughs> that's who Kobe Bryant was. And, you know, obviously he's, he's the greatest of my generation, period. Right. My favorite. My, and I think I want to say he's the greatest too. And, and he's the greatest Laker of all time. Let's start there too. Yes, I I I will I will put that on the hill and and die on it. Yeah. I think he's the greatest Laker he's the greatest of Laker my of time, time as well. For sure. Well, uh, yeah, of all time, yeah. not not just my time. For all Mag- time. Magic Johnson came out and we said we love it. Magic Johnson. And he's yeah, the greatest we, point guard yeah, of all time. Yeah, we, Kobe Bryant is the greatest Laker of all time. I mean, he has two jerseys retired. Yeah. Don't argue with me. Exactly. Like, like, exactly. Like, 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 don't don't exactly. argue with me. He has two yeah. jerseys retired. Yep. The sad thing about 
Kobe's passing was also finding out that his daughter Gigi yeah passed along with them. It's um <clears throat> it's it's tough. Uh, thirteen years old, had her whole life to live. Was also an incredible hooper. I mean, Kobe was talking about it like she was it. She was the next Mamba. Mamba Sita. Yeah. She she was next up, and Kobe wholeheartedly believed that. Gigi believed that, and mm-hmm. she had Kobe's mannerisms. It, oh yeah, for it's, sure. It's it's crazy. Like if you see if anyone's seen any of her clips, mm-hmm. she has the fadeaway like Kobe. Oh, yeah. She has the Kobe crossover. Spin move. She the spin move. She she the footwork is she, crazy. She even has the jersey. Yeah. She even bites the jersey. Yeah, like Kobe. It was. It was crazy. And Kobe, after he retired, said he had no reason to go to the Laker exactly. games because Kobe was bodying his retirement. Yeah. Like, he he literally won an Oscar. This man had an Oscar. His like, first year away like, from the game, though. Like, what are you doing? Like, like relax. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like, go have fun, go golf. Yeah. But no, Kobe wanted to be a writer, a producer. Yeah. He wanted to, you know, make movies. He's creating content create for content kids. Content for yeah. kids. He, yeah. Kobe loved kids, and Kobe was yeah. a big family man. He was just talking about how he um, brought Gigi to the Staples Center games mm-hmm. because, you know, That's she, she yeah, she wanted to go to the games. Kobe was never a big fan of going to the games after retirement. Right. He would go because Gigi wanted to yeah. go. If he wasn't playing, he wasn't going. Do you think we've ever seen anyone else in sports have this much of an impact on the earth? Not just Not just here, but everywhere. No. I mean, you talk about icons in the game. Um you, I don't think, you know, from everything we've seen so far, I don't think, I mean, nations are literally celebrating Kobe and Gigi, which is crazy. You would never, you know, think an athlete would have that that impact on so many countries. Kobe was that guy. Kobe, he touched the world, literally. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, not just here, but literally, like you said, everywhere. I mean, Kobe grew up playing basketball overseas yeah. um his father played basketball kobe played soccer mm-hmm. this is why kobe knows they said around five different languages yeah. um soccer players you see neymar giving a shout out to kobe mm-hmm. ronaldo yeah tennis throwing, players as well and his condolences yeah, yeah. uh djokovic yep. it it's insane to see how someone who just played basketball could have such a impact everywhere and i think it was just his mentality to literally give 110%, not just 100%, but when you can't go anymore, go anyway in, in everything in life. And he showed that it wasn't just basketball because yeah. literally Kobe was living an amazing life as a coach, as a father, as a husband, as a leader, as a writer. And he deserves all the flowers that he can ever receive from not only us, but Everybody all over the world. And how about the, the sports complex he bought, right? Mamba, Mamba, yeah, Mamba Academy. Yeah, Mamba Academy right there in LA. Um, I mean, look how many kids were there. Like when they found out, kneeling, praying for Kobe and, and for Gigi. Kobe had an impact on people that it's almost like you knew him. People that, you know, we all didn't know Kobe personally, but we feel so connected to him because he let us in after a while, right? Kobe was early in his career, uh, real standoffish. He didn't let a whole lot of people in, but after a while, as he began to mature as a man, he really began to let his fans and people into his life. Um, and it almost makes you feel like you knew him. To me, you just grew to embrace who he was. You grew to embrace 
his mentality. You grew to embrace his work that his work ethic, excuse me, and you just grew to embrace who he was not only as a leader but as a winner. Yeah, Kobe loved to win more than anything, and he loved to be better than you, and it showed. I mean, all the tributes that have been going on throughout the world today are amazing. The NBA having the 24-second shot clock violations league-wide and the eight for the backcourt violation. You have high school students doing it. There are people in the NBA changing their jersey number from 24 as we speak. Yeah, or N8. N8, so they can retire his number, you know, Officially or unofficially. Right. And we've already seen the Mavs, you know, mm-hmm. step out and say nobody yeah, will ever. Mark Keeping was not letting it happen. Yeah, yeah, nobody will ever wear 24 again. And I think Kobe deserves everything that's coming his Absolutely. Way. What he did for the game of basketball, what he's doing, what he did for women's basketball. The reason, I mean, Kobe had a big part. People don't realize this. Kobe had a big part in what, you know, that whole negotiation with the women, women contracts and things like that. Who who you think was one of the advocates for it? It was Kobe Bryant. He was definitely an ambassador for WNBA and he has like been building that up. He's constantly talking about women's basketball. He's constantly showing his support. You can see how all those women in college were affected and how close Kobe has grown to them, especially the UConn basketball team. And Gigi had, that's where Gigi was going to go. Yeah. Big aspirations there. Kobe would always talk to Gino about it. Mm -hmm. Um, he loved women's basketball and he just loved showing his support and he just loved making his imprint wherever he went. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the ultra, ultra competitor, right? I mean, it's, it's funny, even in his coaching life after basketball, he's coaching Gigi's team and things like that. These kids are training five days a week, like (laughs) to be cold blooded assassins. (laughs) Like Kobe wasn't doing, you know, the one day a week type thing or what, Five days a week they're training. That team lost last year to one of the one of their league teams, and this year they beat them by a hundred. They say, you know the Gino, Kobe effect, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Gino uh, Ariema, uh, he had an interview, and he said, you know, he got he received a phone call from Kobe, and uh, Gino, you know, Kobe was just asking him how does he coach defense because he was like, he you know he's going to emphasize on defense with his team uh, in that practice. And Gino just said he bust out laughing, just shook his head. He was like, Kobe, like, these are 13-year-old girls. What are, what are you talking about? And Kobe's like, no, we're going to win. <laughs> Kobe running the triangle offense yeah, for 13 girls is insane. He, he installed the triangle no, offense. No, with Kobe, the- <laughs> Kobe running the triangle at 13 is wild. <laughs> Gigi at the top of the floor. She Derek Fisher in the triangle. <laughs> He's been like that all his life, and he will continue to be like that. And he instilled that in children. And I knew that um, because my favorite clip of Kobe is an interview he had where he talked about scoring 63 points at the age of eight. (laughs) Eight years old. Yo, yo, what? There there shouldn't even be 63 points total in that game. I'm sure the shot, I'm sure there are only like four minute, five minute quarters. What are you doing scoring 63 points? And he literally said in an interview, it was quite simple. It was easy. He said kids weren't really ambidextrous, so they couldn't go left. So mm-hmm. he would literally force them to their left hand, and they would fumble the ball. And he said he would steal it, and he would go down the court and hit a layup. And he said he did it all game. Ended up with 63. That's so Kobe, too. <laughs> and he said it so seriously. Like, yeah, it was buckets. That's so Kobe. Like, Kobe Kobe is one of those people. <laughs> I would not let him play with myself. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I don't even have a son, yeah. but I would not, I will not let somebody who scores 63 points on my kid. That is traumatizing. He let his 13-year-old girls team beat a team by 100 points. <laughs> like, Where is the mercy rule? Where is the referee? Help. Call the game. Call the game. Enough. At some point, enough. You know, in, in this this whole process, I mean, we both were, were Kobe fans, right? We loved seeing Kobe play. Loved it. Um, it's been hard, right? I mean, emotions were really high when you first when you when we both first found out things like that. But if there's one thing that Kobe could leave with us, um, it's to outwork everybody, right? You're never done. You're never done being great, even if you're the best. You still need to get better. And, um, you know, you need to be the best version of yourself, truly. You know, I, I know it's cliche, but you really, that's what he emphasized every day. I mean, they, they talked about Kobe. Kobe was getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to just work out. And then he would take a break and then come back and work out another again. Like, Kobe was not finished improving himself right. or his game. And, you know. And this is in the later stages of his career, exactly. too. Exactly. And you remember, you remember early in his career when they went to Utah and he shot three straight air balls. You remember that game? He Kobe's done yeah. that. Kobe's done right. that plenty of times yeah. too. But you but should early, do it <laughs> early in his career. I'm, probably his like his first or second year. Mm-hmm. They went to Utah and he shot three straight air balls. They said when they got back to L.A. in the plane, it's it's like eleven o'clock at night. Kobe stayed in the gym for four hours after that to just shoot jump shots. Disgusting. <laughs> I, I I was like, you know what? I had an off night. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> nah. Kobe nah. went from the plane to the gym and just shot shots for four hours. Kobe is the same one that tore his Achilles, came back out on the court, shot the free throws, and went to the locker room in hopes that it was just a sprain, look, that look, he could get it taped he up. He walked off the court with a torn Achilles. I'm calling 911. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going me, for it. Put me on the stretcher. Like. <laughs> Help. I'm, I'm not going for it. I mean, and you see the clip also going around when Kobe uh, broke his finger and he told his trainer, that he's not coming out the game. Like, he's not. So yeah. his trainer's like, I can pop it back in. Kobe's like, yeah, do that. And the trainer grabbed his finger and popped it back in. Kobe just walked on the court and played again. It's just like, what just happened? Like, people don't do that. Bro, when you're about buckets. Yeah. I mean, you, you, <laughs> but you don't see that anymore, right? I don't, Somebody breaks their finger, they're not. They're sitting for two, three, four weeks. To me, it's not a, you don't see that anymore. I don't think, and this is me personally, I don't think I've ever seen somebody with that type of, mentality that type of pressure on themselves that type of determination and will to go not just above and beyond to i I don't i don't even really know how to put it into words like it it was literally it was almost unhealthy how much better he wanted to be than the person that he was playing against and i love him for um you can use that in life. Obviously, he did because once he retired from basketball, he hopped right into writing, yeah, producing, um, producing, mm-hmm. creating content for children, yeah. and he won an Oscar. This <laughs> like he turned up and won an Oscar. Boom, just like that. Ramona Shelburne was talking, um, and she said, "You know, Kobe had a genuine interest in really um, pursuing film and writing and things like that." This man is calling the head of Disney, the head of Apple, like just on the phone. This Kobe, these are these are CEOs of co- major companies. <laughs> like, Kobe's calling. Hey, how do you how do you think this? How you how do I write this? 
Like, <laughs> yo, what if I, I can't imagine me just calling the CEO of the company like, I'm yo, just I, I just had some thoughts. Um, <laughs> you got a minute? Like, <laughs> but that's what Kobe did, though. Like, he's calling big time, you know, producers, executives, owners, CEOs to better, you know, just better himself. And he's getting that was his that was always his 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 type of thing was he wanted to get into more creative things. Right. Producing and things like that. And he won an Oscar. Like he demanded your attention, your attention. Whenever he stepped in the room, he was gonna bring out the best in you. Yeah. Whether you knew you had it in you or not. Yeah. And I mean, we just see it not only league wide, but just from everybody. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there are people I have been an emotional wreck the first two days, and yeah. I've never, I've never met the guy. I mean, is that attachment you get when somebody puts their soul yeah. into everything and you see you know how he was leading his family yeah. and how he was a girl's dad yeah and it it's just amazing i mean there have been so many people who have paid their respects paid their tributes and this is going to go on for a while yeah. and i'm not exactly sure to be honest where basketball is going to go from here i know it you know the game's going to keep going on but i think we're going to see a little more elevated in play mm-hmm um, we're gonna see more competitive basketball, and yeah. I think I think Kobe left the league in a better place. I think he did too. Uh, you, you hear a lot of you know the younger players in the league, the young rising stars or the young superstars, and all of them say the same thing. I grew up loving Kobe Bryant. I got into basketball because of Kobe Bryant. I loved the Mamba mentality, so on and so forth. Kobe had his hand, his print on the game of basketball, the NBA, the high school level, AAU. It was Kobe Bryant, right? Trace McGrady and Kobe had that rivalry, right? Like they went back and forth for a while, and you know they were talking about. I believe they played AAU together, as a matter of fact. And you know that rivalry was going on for a long, long time. And T Mac would always say, like Kobe was not playing with you. <laughs> Kobe said he put his forearm in T Mac's back because he's seen on the injury report he had a sprained back, and he was just trying to check him just to see if he can get a competitive advantage. That's Kobe. This would be friends. <laughs> That's Kobe. <laughs> on the court, he has no friends. He is a stone cold assassin. He is the black mom, but for real. <laughs> and I, yeah. I will always love him for it. We've uh. We've seen a lot of people make, you know, some emotional posts. We've seen a lot of people put up some tweets, you know, their pictures, all the memories. And um, it's just going to be interesting to see how the league goes. We've seen LeBron Mm -hmm. um, put up his Instagram post about Kobe and what he's meant to the Laker franchise and how he feels like it's his responsibility to put the team on his back now. Yeah, I I just want to read what LeBron posted on IG. A little bit ago, um, he said, I'm not ready, but here I go. Man, sitting here trying to write something for this post, but every time I try, I begin crying again. Just thinking about you, niece Gigi, and the friendship, bond, brotherhood we had. I literally just heard your voice Sunday morning before I left Philly to head back to L.A. I didn't think for one bit in a million years that would be the last conversation we'd have. I'm heartbroken and devastated, my brother. Man, I love you, big bro. My heart goes to Vanessa, the kids. I promise you, I'll continue your legacy, man. You mean so much to us all here, especially the Laker Nation. And it's my responsibility to put this on my back and keep it going. 
please give me strength from the heavens above and watch over me. I got us here. And, you know, he, he started, you know, going down, um, you know, saying some other stuff, but that promise, the promise that he made to Kobe that he's going to continue the legacy, um, for Laker nation, basically good stuff. It's, It's, um, um, it's deep. It's, um, it's very emotional. I, uh, I've still, you know, been getting teary eyed yeah, every now and then. For sure. And um, yeah. the, when I first seen LeBron's post, I could only imagine um, LeBron just breaking his Kobe's all time points record on Saturday. And Kobe tweeting him saying, you know, I'm basically passing the torch to you. And then Sunday for this tragedy. It, th- that wasn't even it, though. Like after after Kobe tweeted after the game, the morning of before Kobe got on the helicopter, he had a phone call with LeBron. LeBron put. Kobe on speakerphone for the entire team. And they had a they had a conversation. Kobe congratulating him. They're talking about the game, all those things. And they're just, you know, they're just really talking as friends. And the entire Lakers team hears him. The Lakers get on their plane to come back to LA from Philly. Kobe then gets on a helicopter. You know the tragic accident that happened. LeBron and the Lakers land. But mid-flight is when they heard the news. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? I can't. Um, I I can't put in the words how the Lakers are feeling, how the organization is feeling, and I definitely can't put in the words how the families are feeling. I mean, it. This was something that you would never even think about. I mean, Kobe was Kobe was a superhero. He was Kobe. Kobe was a he was a global icon. Yes. He was a superhero to most. And, yes. And, I mean, to think that, you know, something like this could happen when, I mean, he was simply just going to a game. Yeah. He, they, him and Gigi had a game. He, he, he died being a father. Like, he really died being a father. He was taking Gigi to her game, her and her teammate, to a basketball game at Mama Academy. I can't imagine. 13-year-old Gigi just getting ready for the game, Kobe ready to coach. And the thing is, they, I mean, they, they took an helicopter. They they take it every time. Thousands of times. It's not like this was his first time. Kobe's been doing this for years. His entire NBA career, he's been taking helicopters. And the reason he did it was because he didn't want to be in LA traffic so he could spend more time with his family. So he, which is the craziest part. They interviewed him about that. Um, and they asked him, like, you know, Kobe, why do you why do you continue to take you helicopters? Know, helicopters? Mm-hmm. And he said there was one time his daughter had a play or something at school and he was in traffic. He missed it. He said, I will never do this again. So he forever took helicopters wherever he went. Bodied it. Yeah. I mean, that's the mentality. Yo, I refuse to miss this again. I exactly. refuse to be behind. He took a loss that day, and after that, he said, I'm not taking no more losses. Yep. It's it's the Mamba way, and I just think that in order for us to move forward, we'll always remember Kobe for what he was, not only the athlete, him being a father, him being a role model, him being a hero, but just the way he carried himself. And I hope that you know the league, and not only the league, but us as individuals out in society – we can come together and, you know, rally behind this and just use it to uplift one another and just put 100 percent in everything that we do. Because that's that's truly what Kobe did was 
he put 110% into every single thing he did. He never half did anything. He put everything into everything he did. And that's exactly how we should live our life. Kobe at 41 years old, he lived, he really did live a full life of just expertise across the board. He, he was the, he was just excellent at everything he did. Bodied, as you say, bodied it. He bodied every he single did. thing he, he did. He, he bodied it. Like he would, Kobe was his only competition. Excellent. You know, the standard is excellence. That's what we need to live by. That's that's where we need to go. And that's what we need to live by. That's He's, Kobe Bryant. He strove. He 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 strived for perfection. Yeah. And he did everything in his power to achieve it. Yeah. And I just hope that you know we can all learn from this that you know life is short and you know don't take your loved ones for granted don't take that time for granted and to utilize your time exactly like, just utilize your time yeah. utilize your platform utilize your space and do what you need to do to be better than the next because that is what kobe will want but don't just do it do what everything you have in excellence operate in excellence that's what kobe did that's the mom mentality yeah, man. Uh, quick question before we get off, Kobe. Yo, you, you, you think you think he's up there like giving Jesus buckets? <laughs> you know, it's so funny, man. <laughs> I, I read it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I can see Kobe trying to pull the fadeaway off right now. <laughs> like him and Gigi two on two. He, he anybody up there? Any I, uh, anybody can get it. That's exactly what he's saying. It's funny, man. I read a tweet earlier, and they're like, you know, is <laughs> you think Kobe up there giving? Uh, somebody asked a the question. They're like, you know, do you think Kobe? You asked the same question. Do you think Kobe out there giving Jesus buckets? And somebody was like, man, he giving he giving Jesus fifty right now. <laughs> <laughs> I cried. It was hilarious. Yo, he he gave Jesus eighty one. Jesus might kick him. Jesus kicking him out. <laughs> like he's not going for it. Bro. Oh, it's he, so funny. He, he not going for it. Yeah, Moving right along. Um, aside from the Kobe news, last week we also had some breaking news around the NFL uh, amid, you know, the Super Bowl. Eli Manning has decided to hang it up, which I thought he should have did two years ago, but yeah. he's officially hung it up. And now he will be a retired man. So I only have one question for you, Deshaun. Mm -hmm. Is he a Hall of Famer? <clears throat> Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Um, I'm going to start this out by saying I, I don't think any receiver, especially elite receiver, would say. Okay, as soon as you said I'm going to start this off with, I'm assuming your answer is no. <laughs> I, I'm not. So, <laughs> yo, no, yo, don't no, hit me with no, the caveat. No, no. Don't don't start off with love. <laughs> don't, don't start out with love, man. I know what you're doing. I know what you're setting me up for. I, I'm going to start this off by saying I don't think any elite receiver would immediately say, give me number 10 on the Giants. Like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I I think that because of the two Super Bowls, I, I never really categorized Eli as an elite, elite quarterback, right? Like, I didn't think he was top five for a long period of time, like top five quarterback in the league consistently, you know, year to year to year to year. Agreed. Um, agree. I think he gets in, A, because he's a Manning. Um, so his name B, right. right? B, um, because the two Super Bowls. Um, I think that you know this this isn't going to be as hard as everybody thinks it is. I think that Eli 
I mean, once they had the press conference and the retirement, it made it, everybody making a big news. The Super Bowls, the Manning last name, he's getting in the, the, the Hall of Fame. Do I think he belongs like first ballot? Probably not, right? Yeah, I, I don't. It's like, hard for me. I don't. I think he's gonna get in. I don't think he's first ballot. No, but I I do think he will eventually get in because he's definitely getting in. Um, <laughs> he, Eli to me, he's been a just a little over average for sure for, for most of his for career sure. he's led the league in interceptions yeah um multiple more than yeah, multi- yeah multiple times more than once yep. um the giants haven't been relevant in since man I, yeah I, one of one of those right yeah. one, one of those so yeah um he did beat the undefeated patriots yeah. which is huge that that, yep. that that is big and he yeah he beat he beat tom brady twice and yep. he has he has two rings Nick Foles, Nick Foles also beat Tom Brady, so you know. <laughs> Perspective, I I understand that. Uh-huh. Uh, Foles did beat Tom Brady. Don't care about your Eagles, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I would, I personally would say no, hmm. because I think they had great defense those years. Oh, he, they definitely the Giants. Yeah, they had th- great. They defense, had they yeah. had they had they had they had great defense had great those defense, years. Yeah. So I would. Yeah, I would personally say no, just because I don't think his numbers are, you know, Manning S. Yeah. As if we're comparing like Peyton, obviously mm-hmm. who had probably the best regular season ever for yeah. a quarterback. Oh, for sure. Like Peyton was the one that he never really needed an offensive playbook because yeah. he called his own plays at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Was, Omaha, Omaha. Yeah, it was, it was. He did it on Madden too, and it sucked. Like yeah. I like I can't even play Madden with this. Like, dude, enough, enough, <laughs> like. But but yeah, I yeah. don't think Eli had that type of career, and okay. Eli Manning was great. Yeah. I in no way, shape, or form am I saying Eli Manning wasn't great. Yeah. But do I think that he was elite for a long period of time? Nope. Not really. So yeah, I mean, it, he, he's it, getting in, but yeah. I, I think he's getting in yeah. too, and it's I mean, it's tough to say, but yeah, I just don't think that you know. Unless you want to just say, you know, two Super Bowls warrants it. And it's like, well, I mean, I mean you got you got me there. Yeah. He, he did beat he did beat the Patriots twice. twice and yeah. not many teams can beat the Patriots once, even in the regular season. So Yeah. It is it's tough. So but I do think he's getting in. Um kudos to him for finally stepping down because he was not gonna Look, I don't think he was gonna go anywhere else and get this, a starting position. This is two years too late. Um, I think he knew it, especially when the Giants uh, drafted Daniel Jones. I think he knew the time was up. What's funny is Ben McAdoo tried to do this two, two years ago, and they fired him. <laughs> so, so Karma Pat, is crazy. So, so Pat Shermer gets in. He's the new head coach of the Giants. And uh, he basically tells management, like, look. <laughs> Y'all know this your man's, he but is yo, washed. he has got to go. <laughs> like, he is taking up money and a spot on my roster, and I am fed up. <laughs> so, yeah, Daniel Jones is, you know, the heir apparent. Uh, God help the Giants. Um, but Yeah, pr- prayers to the Giants. But, um, no, I mean, that whole situation is funny. I know Ben McAdoo is just like, yo, what did I do? <laughs> what did I ever do? Like, <laughs> I've been tried this. I've been tried this, and this is what this is what happens to me. This is what happens to me. I mean, we suck, but I mean, what's <laughs> we suck? But dang, but at least Ben McAdoo brought him to the playoffs. 
This is true. You know what I mean? This this is true. But I mean, you can't expect Daniel Jones to bring nah, you to the playoffs in your first year nah. in the rigged <laughs> NFC lease. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Are you upset? Yeah. Now? <laughs> Relax. My team in the NFC too. I know. We were big garbage. Yes. <laughs> big dumpster. Big dumpster juice, my G. Redskins. If you y'all don't know by now, I am a Redskins fan, avid Skins fan, avid Carolina basketball fan as well, and a big Laker fan, if you didn't know from earlier. Hey man, fly goes fly all day, baby. We out here. All right. Um, aside from flying eagles, flying they didn't fly at all. Um, well, we made the playoffs. It's been a quiet week. Watch your mouth. Uh, <laughs> it's it's been a quiet week in football because we didn't have a game this past week, and obviously, you know, just um, the Pro the, Bowl. Yeah, the Pro Bowl and the and the passing of you know yeah. Kobe Bryant um, is really taken away from. It's Super Bowl weekend, right? <laughs> right. The, we the, forget us. <laughs> the, the game is literally it's on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So I'm. What's up? Who you got? I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. My guy Andy Reid. I love Andy Reid from his time in Philadelphia. What he did for the city of Philadelphia. I love that man to my core. Uh, I think here, here's the thing. And okay. he has Pat Mahomes, which I can say this now is the, the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Is Pat Mahomes? You have a track team at wide receiver. Literally. Um, the defense is coming along now. They've been alive lately, uh, especially with the pass rush and things like that. Kansas City Chiefs. I, I really think that this is Andy Reid's time. He's already a Hall of Fame coach. It's time to cement it with the Super Bowl. Let's get it. Uh, uh, and shout out to that defense. Shout out to Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger. Honey Badger, that, baby. That is, a, that is my guy. He is a killer back there. Oh, yeah. I, I He's lo- a dog. I love his mentality. But I am going to go with the 49ers. Mm. I am riding with the 49ers, and I don't have a lot of evidence to support my claims. <laughs> other, <laughs> other, than, other than I think that the defense is going to find a way to get I don't think they're going to be able to stop Mahomes, nor do I really think they can actually contain him, but so long. But I think they can get him into a few uncomfortable situations because what I've seen so far from the 49ers, and this has been all year, um, they don't really have to blitz because their D-line is ridiculous. gets to the quarterback. They don't just have four. They have eight like, defensive linemen like, that can get to you. Yeah, and, and, but they, I mean, typically they're only sending four, obviously, right. and they're, they're getting there. Right. Bosa? He's a... He's a monster. He is different. He's a different. Yeah, him, D Ford. I mean, them guys. They're, they're, they're animals out there. Yeah. Like, they're, they're really animals out there. And I think that if they can put just a little bit of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, um, if he doesn't have the nine, ten seconds that he was having against Tennessee, don't know why they didn't blitz that game. Um, they look they look nuts out there. Yeah. But I don't think that Patrick Mahomes will have as much time. Therefore, I don't think his receivers will be able to have all those open spaces because the 49ers play a lot of zone. Now, the reason I'm not as confident is because Jimmy G last game only threw eight passes. And in my book, you are never going to win it all if your quarterback is only throwing for 77 yards. You think porn star Jimmy is going to get it done? Um, I'm not calling him that. I am calling him Jimmy G. Okay. (laughs) You are gross (laughs) but i i think that 
he will make a few plays. I don't think he's going to make all the plays, but I do think that Kyle Shanahan's offense, oh, guess what? his schemes are something to be dealt with. Oh, for sure. He for sure. He he's really he's really good at that. Um he has a three-headed duo back there. Not sure if Coleman's going to play because I know he uh he hurt got, his shoulder, yeah. yeah. Hurt, hurt his shoulder last game, yeah. so I'm not sure if he's going to play, but I mean, we look at Mostert last game. He had four touchdowns. He had like. 29 <laughs> carries for 220. I mean, I don't think I I think Jimmy Jimmy G handed the ball off Every play in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken, he only threw eight passes. And you had Matt Breida too. So. Yeah, yeah, Matt Breida. So I think if the Chiefs can't stop it, um, why change? Yeah, I mean, right. Like the you already know the 49ers are they're running the rock, right? Like that zone, you know, outside zone scheme that Kyle Shanahan runs. He's had success wherever he's been, right? Offense. He's an offensive guru. The entire coaching, his offensive staff. He he's the overhead, and then he has a passing game coordinator. He has a running game coordinator. His two coordinators are really good too. Um, so I mean, that offense is going to be humming. Defense, you already know Robert Sala. He has that defense plan. They're going to run in a lot of zone. They're going to rush four. They're going to drop everybody else. You already know Richard Sherman. You know how that defense is going to play. My problem is going to be on the opposite side on their defense. Uh, Weatherspoon got benched for the second string corner, um, and. That's been a question mark. So if you're going to target somebody, I would target the opposite side of that defense. And then, you know, the safety play, you know, that track team, they can blow the top off that defense. Oh, it only takes two seconds exactly. for Tyreek Hill to run, I think, 90 yards. Like, something reckless. Yeah. I mean, Harman, Nicole, Nicole Harmon like, like, is ridiculous. Like, 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 they got Kelsey. Uh, this tight end battle, though. Whew. Oh, yeah. This tight end battle. This might be Kelsey I, Kittle. This, this may be the best. Super Bowl tight end versus tight end game I we've ever seen. Who do you think is gonna have the bigger game? Ooh. I think it's gonna be Kittle because I think, it's I, think be Kittle too. I think that they have to rely on him more yeah. than Kansas City has yeah. to rely I on. I think it's gonna be Kittle too. And he's a he's an animal. Yeah. Oh, he's a dog. He's an animal, yeah. The, they were saying that the 49ers have the most yards after catch this season. Yeah, I mean man, it's crazy. It, it's nuts. Debo I, Samuel, like <laughs> Sanders, Sam, I mean, yeah, Manuel like Sanders, all, all of them, like, and and that's why I think that the 49ers are going to pull this out because I seen Jimmy G, as crazy as it sounds, get in a shootout with Drew Brees and the Saints. All right, so they won that game. They did win the game in the dome. Jimmy G did do his thing. I get it. You know what I mean. And I don't think, and I'm not saying that he's going to have that type of game because right. to me, I don't think you get out, you get in a shootout with the Chiefs and win. You can't get in a shootout you with the track not team. Get yeah, you like, better not. We just seen that same team reel off seven straight touchdowns against say, the Texans. Yeah. Seven down, straight down touchdowns. Down what, 24-0? Yes. Yeah. Which is also, I think, should be considered cheating. Yeah. Not not sure how they've done that, but that that's reckless. Like, come on. like what, like, Coach, Coach, what do you want me to do? And let's not forget <laughs> that the Chiefs have been resting LaShawn McCoy for five weeks. They've been resting him. Shady is coming back for the Super Bowl. He's playing on Sunday. Is he? Yes. I didn't know they were arresting him. I thought he just wasn't getting plans on So Andy Reid <laughs> will do things like this. Yeah. Andy Reid will do things like this where he knows where he's going to win. He really doesn't need somebody right now, but he's going to bring him back. So Shady's coming back for the Super Bowl with the track team. We'll, we'll say we'll say rest. Yeah. I, I, I call it 
I think the young back is probably oh, better. Williams, yeah, I think, nice. I think Williams good. is a little bit better yeah. than Shady McCoy is. Williams is good. Shady yeah. McCoy still carries the ball with one hand, like a loaf of bread, yeah. and it looks a little reckless out there. And he has a, a little bit of turnover issue, but, but Shady, he, st- he, Shady still, he, still, he still does have the footwork. I'm not going to say he has as much downhill speed, but no. he, he's definitely just as quick. He definitely has the cuts, and he can definitely make those jukes. So Andy, Andy's uh, variation of the West Coast offense – uh, he it's always been you know innovated and things like that. Doug Peterson runs a different variation. Matt Nagy runs a different variation. So Andy Reid has always evolved his West Coast offense, and a big part of that West Coast offense is his screen game. Shady McCoy in that screen game. Just go back to his days in Philadelphia. What he did with Shady in the screen game. He's bringing that back out for the Super Bowl. You better believe it. I don't think that he has that type of. In him, like okay. that, that that type of game in him. Okay. I mean, he might be able to dig deep, and for one game, he might be able to do it. But I I don't know if he's gonna be able to pull that out of him. Okay, I hear you, bust a mood, and what you got? I got the 49ers, man. Give me 33 to 37. I think that the 49ers defense is going to be able to neutralize Pat Mahomes maybe on two to three possessions. I think Jimmy G is going to throw at least two touchdowns, and I think that running game is going to be the difference maker. So give me the 49ers. All right, man. Well. You can be wrong. I got the Chiefs, 35-27. Andy Reid, this is their year. They fell short last year in the AFC Championship against the Patriots. It is time. Andy Reid, get your ring. Solidify your Hall of Fame status. Pat Mahomes, you're about to be the youngest Super Bowl winner at quarterback. Let's get it. Chiefs. All right, man. We'll see. Y'all make sure y'all tune in Sunday to the game. And please make sure you tune into episode two of the Out of My League podcast next week. Yes, sir. As I come in here gloating because the 49ers won the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hear you. We hear you. But on a serious note, guys, please like, share, review. We're going to be on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Please shout your boys out. Let's get these reviews in. Yeah, man. Please like, please share, please send us feedback. Please send us any topics that you'd like for us to cover. We're all out here trying to improve, man. So we're going to put on our mama mentality. And I challenge everyone else to do the same as we go out in the world and try to make a difference, man. So let's get it. Yeah, man. Again, you know, we want to send our prayers and condolences out to the families. Um, We couldn't imagine what they're going through in this time. Um, And that's as a nation, we need to carry the burden for them. So, uh, you know, mama and mama seated for life for sure. We love you, Kobe. Love you, Cobes. Mamba out. Real solid, ain't no debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating on the plate. Cool breeze, mops with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena. Rocked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than Alina. I'm at the wood, I said I would get. No mediocre, I'm feeling like tip. Sound like to me, we got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So savvy is a swag daddy. Red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags looking like a caddy. Penthouse vibes, no addy. This is the wave to give them the feeling. Rappers be capping, no, I don't feel you. Feel like the man when I walk through the building. Too many scars and spiritual healing. I got a million dreams. I got a million schemes. We going crazy, we going crazy. We got the winning team.